Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Felton. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Seconds. Felton for What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. With me, as always, is Raymond Felton. Raymond, how you doing? Good. How about yourself, man? Not too bad. Not too bad, man. This, this Hornets team is doing, it's doing my head in, man. I don't know what to expect for the squad this year. And the only consistency on this team are the ankle injuries. Everybody's <laughs> getting ankle injuries. Hope your ankles are doing fine. Raymond, if you're listening to this, if your ankle is out there, it's going around, stay safe, protect your ankles at all costs, because we saw the return, since the last episode, we saw the return of LaMelo Ball and the exit of LaMelo Ball. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about that in this episode, um, along with the upcoming game tonight, we're recording this on a Friday afternoon, Hornets play the Cavaliers this evening in Cleveland, so we're going to talk about that, all that good stuff in a bit, but we'll be right back after this break. The NBA season is going strong, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so Hornets at this moment, 4-12, 14th in the Eastern Conference, 66 games left. They were were on an eight-game losing streak. They went into Orlando, beat the Magic, felt good. And then two nights ago, they played the Pacers. Not so great. LaMelo Ball gets hurt again. So let, let's, let's, start, let's start there. So LaMelo Ball, since coming back, three games, the Pacers game was the third game back. By far the best shooting game we've seen from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like his shot from everywhere was falling. And it's like, oh man, LaMelo's back. This is what we're going to start to see, like the energy. You can hear it in the building. You feel it through the TV screen. 90 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Hornets down by nine. LaMelo ball goes to intercept a pass. Good runs in, Momentum takes him into the front row. And he steps on a fan's foot. He looks like he screams in pain, struggles to even sit down, and immediately gets up and goes to the locker room. Raymond, what goes through your mind when you see it, when you, when you saw that? Just, just loss of words, you know, because when you when you look at you know where this team has been since the start of the year, just unhealthy. This person out, that person out. This person starting the season off, then they get hurt. You know, Dennis Smith Jr., he has an ankle injury. You know, LaMelo comes back good. He looks good. Play well in Orlando. Come out the next game at home versus Indiana, and he has a freak accident at the 
ended up pretty much ended the game. The game was pretty much over. You know, does he should he been taken out at before that? Uh, you know, there was there's a chance. You know, if they if he gets that steal, it's a nine point game. Yeah, true. So right. you know, like I, I can't say nothing about what Clifford keeping them in. You know, mm-hmm. you still you still fighting. So you know, it's just an unfortunate thing, man. I just hate it. It's just like it's just like a bad omen over this team, over these guys, man. And I just don't know where where to start, where to put my finger on at it. But obviously, losing him is is is, is a blow. Losing Gordon Hayward is a blow. Um, just different guys that are still out. Like it's just, it's just I don't know. Like I said, I've been waiting for this team to get healthy. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting to see how they look as a whole with just a, a a healthy team and just seeing what they got. We have yet to see that yet. Uh, the record is four and twelve, and you know I think a lot of that is because of the injuries. You know I don't think they would be that far down in the in the standings if they had everybody healthy, if they had all their pieces. So um, still a lot of games left. Um, I can't say it's a lot of time left because if you can get you can get too far behind where you can't dig yourself out of a hole. So I don't I don't really don't want that to happen to them, but guys keep getting hurt. Unfortunately, it's gonna be another lottery pick draft year, unfortunately. You know. Yeah, for uh for those for those out there who are curious, if the season ended today, the Hornets would have a forty eight point one percent chance at the at a top four pick. And a twelve point five chance at the number one overall pick. They're just outside that because the worst three teams have fourteen percent of the best chances mm-hmm. of getting one. So just outside that, just for those keeping track at home, uh, just for the record. But <laughs> so yeah, with Lamelo, like so since he's been back, which he, to his credit, he said you know in the he came back in the second Miami game, and he said that when Dennis Smith Jr was ruled out for that game because he got hurt in the first Miami game. He, mm-hmm. He's like, all right, I got to I gotta come back. Like, we need we need it. And salute to come back. Um, and, you know, I, I thought he looked pretty, like, regular, pretty normal out there moving in those first couple games. You, you catch, kind of catch him on the sideline, like, working his ankle, would have his, like, foot on the chair working or stretching it, stretching it out. He um, looked mostly like LaMelo Ball. And then... Against the uh, the Pacers, he looked like Lamelo Ball again. Um, still a little slow, like probably a little slower than normal, uh, taking care of that ankle. And then we saw how the how, what happened there. But it's a total freak thing. But to step on a fan's foot is pretty brutal, uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, have you seen? In, you played 14 years in the league. <laughs> guys going to the crowd all the time. Um, it's a. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. To be honest with you, like even mm-hmm. like. We were, ta- we, were, we were talking about it when the Hornets were playing Miami because DJ Khaled's in courtside with his feet on pillows, on a, on a pillow. And, like, the ref, like, the fringes on the pillows are right near the, re- the ref's feet. And uh, it's, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. But these, these player fan incidents, you know, what goes to your mind when you see that, when you saw that? Yeah. A lot of things, but if you take fans from – off the court, you take away from, you know, the game and what we used to, you mm-hmm. know, like those fans, you know, paying that type of money to get that close up close in person, you know, view of the game, the view of us, you know, so it's like, 
do should they move it back some? Still make it floor seats. Yeah. Still floor seats, but move it back some. Like I say that with the camera guys. They oh, they, yeah. they they did it with the camera guys. Like I think we've had more injuries with camera guys than we have with fans like LaMelo. Mm-hmm. You know, when he stepped on the fan foot, we've had guys step on like cameras feet or hit a camera. I've seen a guy tear, tear, tear his ACL off like fumbling fumbling with a camera guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, it's just little things like that. Like we're not trying to take away from the game, but also if you start to see injuries happen because people are too close, then maybe y'all should just move those floor seats back a little bit. You know, that's it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Just moving back. Yeah. Um, from, all right, I'm, I'm not here to, 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 to prosecute this guy, right? Paid his money, whatever. Maybe got the, wherever got, wherever got the tickets from, got the tickets from. How, from a human level, I don't know how he could sit there the rest of the game. Like, I was, I was blown away by that. You know, there's 90 seconds left in the game. The arena goes silent after it. And, you know, it's, you know, it's not, we're not, this isn't Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, <laughs> at no point do I think this guy was at risk of being attacked for hurting LaMelo or like, you know what I mean? But just yeah, he's in a I, different. He I was in a different city. It might have been. Might have been bad for him. I know, right? Like <laughs> putting a wrap on him. He's just because he's, he's on the TV side, so he's he's on screen the entire time. Right? So, yeah. um, but I, like I, if that was me, I feel so much guilt. I'd leave. Like not not for any sense of like uh, I was in danger. It's like I just gotta get out of here. Like I feel so bad. About yeah, because they kept. I bet you they kept replaying it too. Yeah, and showing showing his foot. And that's the wrong guy to do it because with Lamelo's like fan base, like he has a global mm-hmm. fan base, one of the most popular guys in the league. This mm-hmm. that dude's face is, was everywhere um, that night, and I'm sure it I'm sure it still is until Lamelo comes back. So that's just we- that that was weird to me as I was watching. I was talking about it on my live stream when it happened. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like that guy just chilling there, unmoved, still had his arm around the person next to him, like like nothing happened. That that, that blew my mind. So. Whatever, man. He's built different. That dude. He didn't even show no remorse. Like, are you okay? Just expressionless like, the entire time. It was very weird. Very wow. weird. So you know, get well soon, Lamelo. We'll see what happens. He, he had an X-ray yesterday, because uh, yeah, the game was Wednesday. The next day was an off day for the Hornets. Yesterday was off day mm-hmm. for the Hornets. He had an X-ray. Mm-hmm. X-rays were negative. Um, he's out. Was ruled out uh, for tonight's game, and we'll just see what happens from this point on. Um, you know, it's the same ankle that he got that he hurt previously. It's got his long career. It's a lot of season left. There's no need to rush him back yet. You know, just we'll see. We'll see. That's all we can do is see. Wait and see. Yeah, that's it. That's all we can do. So along the injury lines, there is some good news with Gordon Hayward. Okay. He has he's been out with a shoulder injury and he's been ruled out ever since. Today he was upgraded too doubtful now as you're hearing this things may change but this is the first like step like towards him coming back to the floor um as far as the injury reports go it's a it's a big game against cleveland i know cleveland's not on the best form right now but it's still cleveland you know um but without gordon hayward this team has been going through it not like to not have him Lamelo, and terry at the on the floor at the same time it's been pretty brutal so uh, what do you make of this news of Hayward appearing, looking like he's going to, if, if not, maybe not, if not tonight, Friday night, maybe Sunday night, you know, slowly getting back into the mix? 
I think it's a good thing. Obviously, they need him. You know, um, uh, he's another one of those guys I would like to see healthy and play a full season and contribute the way I know he can. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I just, like I said, man, it's just like a bad omen going over this team. You can't keep guys on the court, can't keep guys healthy. And I know they got a great, you know, training staff over there because I know Joe Sharp personally. He's one of the best. He's one of the best to do. He's one of the best in the game today. And um, so it's just unfortunate, man. Guys just, just getting hurt. I don't know. I'm just not used to this, man. I'm used to – I'm just – I'm old school, man. I came in the game like in, in the old school era, man, when guys played through everything. Like it was just – it was like, I don't know. It was just like – it was forbidden for you to take off unless you broke something. Like, and even in some cases, guys, if they broke like a finger or something, they, you would see guys with like something over it just still to try to play. Like, I don't know. It's just this, the game is different now. Players are different. You know, not saying that, you know, they're softening anything by all means. I'm not saying that, but it's just different. I think just to, just to eager to play through, through everything, the guys do it. And I guess more so too, the teams is this is protecting what they, you know, spend a lot of money on as well. So I'm not gonna have you play through something and it can make it worse. You know, you know, they gotta put that into consideration too. A lot of teams sit certain guys out when they get injuries. But um I don't know, I'm just I'm just not used to see seeing all these injuries and guys missing weeks, months, you know, so many games at a time. It's 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 tough. It's tough, especially especially like main guys who yeah. supposed to be out there helping, you know. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's it's tough, but it's the way it's the way the game is now. Yeah, Hayward this season um, played the first eight games of the year, and then he's been out for eight games. So it's it's a it's it's a push on the games played <laughs> versus uh, not unplayed at the moment. So we'll see what happens tonight. Will be the tiebreaker. We'll see what happens uh, with his availability. Uh, Cody Martin, this is this one came out of nowhere too. There's gonna be long injuries. This injury report is like the, the what, how the season will be defined. I'm convinced of. Even when we look back, when May comes, it's gonna be a injury is gonna be top top of the list when you when you try to categorize the season. But mm -hmm. um, uh, Cody Martin, right? He he was injured. I believe he had a knee issue uh, during preseason. Um, he, the season begins. He plays one minute, goes out with a, a quad injury, and that that was that was the story on the uh, injury report ever since. And then since we've last recorded, he uh, underwent knee surgery and is out for six weeks. So that is a that's a that's a punch in the gut not having Cody Martin for an extended mm -hmm. period of time like that. Um, at least we have a clearer picture on how long he'll be out because very like very tentative. Because even at points. He was looking like he was going to return. Him and Terry were kind of going back and forth and going from being out to doubtful on the injury report until this news came out. So, Cody, best wishes. Like, I think it's, um, I think, an arthroscopic knee surgery. So, nothing too severe. He will be back at some point, but it's it's tough. I just add that into the list, you know what I mean? Uh, and you know what? Credit to Cody. It's different than an ankle injury. We got some more diversity on the injury report. Because we're going right back at it with Dennis Smith Jr. Rolled his ankle mm -hmm. in game one versus Miami. And Mark Williams, the guy who hasn't played at all this year, outside of garbage time, got injured playing for the Swarm. Like, with an ankle injury. 
can't catch a break on any front. Like, the most important players to the guys who don't play, doesn't matter who you are, anybody can get it. Ankle injuries, it's all over the place. I, I don't get it. Oh, sure. I don't it's understand. frustrating, man. I told you, man, it's like a bad omen or something, man. I don't know. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to see all these guys, these young guys getting hurt, you know, getting the opportunity to try to make a name for themselves in this league and boom, they get hit with an injury. That's that 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 always sucks. You know, but best of wishes to all of them. I hope all of them get healthy. Hope all of them able to get out there and, and be able to contribute and help and you know, just to see where they're at as a team and they then the organization and coach can kind of see where where they need to go. You know, do we do we let other guys play to see what we're gonna do next year in the summer, or as far as who we keep and who we not? You know, are we trying to go get this number one pick, or you know, are we trying to make one of these you know ten spots. You know, because it's not only just it's not only just the top six no more. I mean, top top eight no more. You get you get ten now, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got, you know, two extra two extra spots to try to make the playoffs. So, you know, you you know, what are what are you what are you gonna fight for? Are you gonna fight for that or are you gonna fight for this lottery pick? Which one? Yep. So but you gotta get everybody healthy though to see what you got. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. <laughs> Just wait and see. Hope for the best there. Uh <laughs> this wasn't in my notes, but I I wanted to ask you about this because on at in game two against Miami. There's a point where Caleb Martin was at the free throw line. Former Hornet, former teammate of PJ Washington. And mm-hmm. PJ saw an opportunity to talk some trash to Caleb. Uh, Caleb missed his first free throw. And so on the second attempt, PJ was yelling, come on, Cody. Come on, Cody. Calling him his twin brother's name. I respect it. it was, I think it's pretty quality trash talk. Uh, he, to Caleb's credit, he sank his second free throw. But... Do you have any experiences from like uh, trash talking at the free throw line that you can share with us? Either from, it doesn't have to be something you're involved with, but maybe just, you know, something you heard. Cause it's, it seems like a prime opportunity to talk some trash when someone's shooting free throws. Nothing that literally like stands out like that, you know what I'm saying? But just regular trash talk, like, you know, go ahead, man, give me one of these. Go ahead, you know you're gonna miss both of these. Like just mm-hmm. that typical trash talk, like nothing really like forward and personal. Like nah, just more so just like that. It wasn't no it wasn't nothing crazy. Because this this seemed like playful in a way. Like it, it was just Of course, you know, yeah. They're, 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 two guys messing with each other. Yeah. It, yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, funny. like I've I've done stuff like that, like mm-hmm. with guys that I know that are friends out outside of being on the court. Like I've walked past them when they're on the free throw line. And like, man, bet you, bet you a hundred, you don't make both, you know, like just making little jokes like mm-hmm. that, messing with them, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like doing like that, like just, just talking trash and just, you know, making things funny, making things, you know, interesting, you know, put a little, little, a little wager out there on me. <laughs> like, bet you ain't gonna make both of these. I bet you a hundred, bet you 500. Like what you want to do? Like just talking like that type of trash talk like that, but Nothing, nothing like that. But which is which is funny. Like you know, what I'm saying you make a little joke, calling me his twin brother's name. Like you know, what I'm saying like just to mess with him. So you know, that's that's all that's all fun in the game. And the, PJ said something during the first free throw that I don't want to repeat on this podcast. But it was jokes. He had jokes. He had banter for Caleb Martin at the free throw line. So I respect it. I respect it. Um, so 
sticking in Florida, the Hornets did win. You know, it, it was a big game in the scale of things. Well, let mm-hmm. me let me back up. Is it possible to have a must-win game before Thanksgiving? Because I think Hornets on a losing streak going into Orlando, a game they got blown out in previously. Mm-hmm. That felt like a must-win game. And I feel like the Hornets treated it as it, but can it be that early into the season? I mean, it's a must-win because it's a team that blew you out that you feel like shouldn't have blew you out or shouldn't beat you like that. And then, two is a division game, mm-hmm. you know. So all those games always count, whether they're early or late, you know. So it's always – those division ones always count. Um, and then – yeah, well, it's hard to say. It hasn't been twenty games yet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's hard to it's hard to say this. That game means more than the fifty, the fifty, the fifty five, the fifty fifth game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's hard. It's hard to say. But like I said, it's a division game. You know, this is a team that's in your division, so you always want to take those games, you know, a whole lot more serious than you do any other rest of them when it starts to come down to playoff time and you know, things like that when you get later in the season. So that definitely was a, a big, big game and a must win. Yeah, it was. I think, you know, the, the squad looked great. Orlando did not have uh, Palo and the Hornets uh, were getting healthy and they saw what happened, you know. So it was good. It was good to see. Good to see. <laughs> um, so tonight, the Hornets play the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. The mm-hmm. Cavs are on a five-game losing streak. Um, their defense is really struggling right now without Allen. Um, up next, Washington, and then Philadelphia, and then Minnesota. Uh, I think a pretty eclectic group of opponents coming up here leading into mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of these next set of games? Because like we opened the podcast with a lot of injuries going on, right? A little uncertainty with who will be available and who won't be. Um, Hornets are trying to climb out of a hole. So with these next set of games, what do you think is on these on these the coaching staff, the players? What do you think is on their mind as they kind of look at this 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 short term run here? I think, I think the biggest thing is just I think they're really trying to get everybody healthy, honestly. I mean, you you still gotta worry about wins and losses. You know, you gotta go with what you got, you know, and try to figure it out, put a game plan together to give yourself the best chance to win. But you're missing two, maybe three starters, you know, and each person plays a different vital role to the team. You know, Gordon Hayward being a a veteran guy that you depend on to make big shots and make plays for you. LaMelo, he's your young all-star, future of your franchise, you know, that's – you know, it's going to be a great player throughout this league. Um, and then you got the twin who does everything for you. He hasn't yet to be available. You mm-hmm. know, he's guarding your, he's guarding the other team's best offensive guy. You know, he's he's a he's a slasher. He's a good ball player. He can hit open shot. Like, I mean, <laughs> you put all that that you're missing with your backup point guard who's been playing great for you. Yep. Who has an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so like, I mean, you just, you you kind of left with, you know, let's do the best we can, guys, and try to see if we can steal us two out of this four, you know? 
Cleveland's struggling right now, so let's try to bounce on them, even though they're playing at home. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're on a five-game losing streak. They're going to come up, come out fired up. Like, JB going to have those guys fired up and ready to play. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you got you to gotta worry about that. Washington playing good ball of late. You know, they've been playing better. I don't know if that game is at home or away. It's in it's in D.C. It's, cool. it's yeah. tough. And they play good at home, too. You got two mm-hmm. back-to-back road games, man. You know what I'm saying? Then after that, you got two legit top teams after that. Yeah, Sixers in, in Minnesota here in Charlotte to close that out. To close yeah, out well, the next set of four games. The Sixers is playing great. They're playing, they, mm-hmm. they're playing much better. And Joel Embiid is playing Embiid's like a monster that. right now. Embiid's gonna, like, Embiid might put 70 on Charlotte when, when he, they come. He's when they come. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> he may drop 70 on the Hornets. When they... Oh, man. He is playing like a monster right now, man. <laughs> I don't care who is in his way. He is killing. So, yeah. you know, it's, they got a lot to deal with. But like I say, man, anything can happen, man. I've seen it. Like, it's just guys – Guys, it's your time, your opportunity to step up. It's your opportunity to make a name for yourself. It's an opportunity to show the coach I deserve to play too. So, hey, you know, you hate it that, you know, some of your top guys is out, but the other guys got to be looking at it like, man, this is my time. This is my opportunity. Like, even if this team don't keep me, if I go out here and show out for this time period that guys are out, then maybe another team will come get me. Mm-hmm. Try to trade for me, get me in the summertime, like anything. You know what I'm saying? Like you, these young guys don't don't look at it like that. They don't look at it like this is a a major opportunity to come out. Because I've seen some teams, and it used to be San Antonio back in the day, where Ginobili, Tony Parker, guys go out, and then it'd be some guys you ain't never freaking heard of, man, and they don't lose a beat. Mm-hmm. They come in there killing. That's how George Hill made his name. Yep. Nobody know about George Hill. George Hill was killing behind Tony Parker. Came in, Tony Parker got hurt. He was out there cooking. Like, who is this kid? I ain't never heard of George Hill before that. I, I promise you, no offense to George Hill. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know where he went to college at. None of that before that, before all of that. But George Hill, like, had a hell of a career. Mm-hmm. Like, still playing to this day, what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. he's still playing with Milwaukee. Like, so, like, you know, like, that just shows you right there. Like, like they, these young guys, man, they, they got to look at it like – Man, like, like looking at chops, like, man, I can't wait to get out there tonight. I can't wait to go and go hoop and try to get this win and show coach that, you know, I can, I can play too or show somebody else out of these other 29 teams I can play too. Like, they, man, the thing is just different now, man. <laughs> well, so yeah. that, that brings me to what I want to talk to you about next. Um, are you on TikTok by chance? I am, but it's just yeah. be just, it's like, I don't like, you would never know it's me. Gotcha. I'm just on there just looking at videos. It's going to be funny. I feel you because uh, <laughs> you popped up on my For You page. You uh-huh. and, and Dad Young giving a pep talk to some kids, some young hoopers, about right. what it takes to be successful. Talking about like blocking out distractions and, and narrowing in on, uh, on your goals. I quite, mm-hmm. I'm curious, do you do that type of stuff often? Um, and you have Thad Young next to you. Mm-hmm. I, don't know how, I don't know how old that, that video is. but oh, It just came out probably... I saw that when, I, when we did it, we was here in Dallas. Okay. So it was like two months ago, maybe, maybe two months. It was before the it was before the season. Gotcha. Okay. It was yeah. before the season. Yeah. So like, is it? Do you guys like? Do you have a, a group of of, of, of players you, you work with closely that do those types of things or? Like- no, nah, it was just on um, May hoops, like um, like just a tournament 
like I know the people who who run May Hoops, you know what I'm saying? And just let them know I was gonna come out there. It really was just it wasn't even planned. Mm. It was just me going out there to watch some kids play, some of the kids that I that that play in my program just to go support, just going out there, just to look. And then all of a sudden I get called over there while the kids is in a circle to just, you know, say some words. You know, Rafe Alston, he was speaking at the time. You know, Thad said some words, and then I kind of, you know, finished it off at the end, you know, what, what I had to say. So, um, but it's stuff like that I love, man, to have the opportunity to let these young guys understand that, you know, you sitting amongst, you sitting amongst 100, 100 kids or more, like, you just got to be realistic, you know, the – and I ain't going to say realistic because I hope all 100 – like, I tell the kids all the time. One thing about me, I'll never, you know, tell a kid or try to discourage a kid. I like to be honest, but I like to still give them that encouragement that, yeah, it's a possibility that, that all of you will make it to the NBA. It's a strong possibility. But guess what? The percentages say out of this 100 or 150, maybe, maybe, maybe 10 of y'all. That's the percentage, mm-hmm. you know. what I'm saying like that's that's just that's how that's how hard it is to get in. Then it's even harder to stay. And that was the thing I was trying to explain to them. I said like, what y'all understand is it's hard to get into the NBA. It's extremely hard. It's not easy. It's a process. It's hard work. Is is things going the right way at the right time? It's it's so many things. And then boom, you win there. Now when you get there, he he goes this. 10-time NBA All-Star that's played at your same position that's playing in front of you. Now what you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you how do you find a way to stay? Because he ain't going nowhere. So how you find a way to stay? You know what I'm saying? And it's just all about working hard, working at your craft, being there every day, doing the extra work, watching film, you know, going to him like, like go 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 up under his wing, like you know, hey, look, OG, I'm trying to I'm trying to stick, I'm trying to I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to get better, like you know, like these kids don't look at it like that. They look at it like like shoot, I mean, he oh, I'm the man, like I'm the man too, like nah, you ain't the man here. You was the man in high school, you was the man at AAU, you was the man in college, but now everybody up here used to be the man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everybody can't be the man when you get up here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everybody, everybody gonna get gonna get reality checks and ego checks at the door when you get into the NBA. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's how it goes. At some point in your career, you know what I'm saying? I got my ninth, ninth or tenth year. I got mine. You know what I'm saying? When they told me I was gonna be a backup point guard and I started my first 10. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, that that it, it hits your ego, you know. You it hits it gives you a reality check. But I was blessed to still play another four years after that because guess what? I accepted my role and I did what I had to do, and I was and I tried my best to be the best at it. You know what I'm saying? What my role was was a backup point guard. You're gonna play 18 to maybe 25 minutes a game. Like so, while I'm out there, I got to be effective. While I'm out there, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I was in the game with the other point guard, which was Russ. At the time, you know, CP when I was with the Clippers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we would finish the games together. Like, you know, it's just things like that. You got to you got to learn how to find your niche. And that's what these young guys don't get. And that's why I was trying to explain to him when I said what I said in that video, like get rid of all the distractions. 
all that stuff is going to be there. Put in that work, put in that time, because once you get in there, it's even harder to stay. It's even harder because you got uh, a thousand plus, maybe 5,000 every year trying to make it. Yep. Trying to try out, trying to come over, work out for teams. You know, they're going overseas now to go see talent. Like, you got a lot to you got a lot to battle. You know, that's what these young guys gotta realize, man. It ain't it ain't it's not easy. And it's even harder to stay. So, you know, and that, that's kind of what me and Thad was speaking about and even Rafer, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he said basketball changed his he changed his life. Mm-hmm. He said, if it weren't for basketball, I could be locked up or something. He yeah. said basketball changed his life. You know what I'm saying? Like they, it gave him an outlet, it gave him a, a purpose. You know, and that's what these guys and these kids have to really understand. Like, you know, use it for the best of it because basketball can can take you a long way. Get your free education. It can you can meet a lot of people. You know, going through going through basketball, growing relationships because you know that's that's the type of world we live in. It's about relationships. It's about who you know and who you you know become friends with. It's just what it is. No, and that that aspect of you know, staying in the league and like. You know, nothing's guaranteed. Really, really hit when um, I saw the James Wiseman news, right? Second pick mm-hmm. in the draft and got assigned to the G League. And not what you want to see. I'm sure he's not happy about it. He doesn't want to be in that position, but it wasn't working in Golden State. They got to fix it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Golden State trying to win another title. He wasn't really getting it done off the bench. When they when the, when the Warriors played uh, the Hornets, it's pretty wild because uh, I, think, I think it's pretty, a good example of what you just mentioned too because – you had Wiseman, who was the second pick in the draft, and Nick Richards, who was a second-round pick in the same draft class. And Nick Richards kept Wiseman off the floor. Like, they could, Wiseman couldn't, he couldn't do anything with Nick Richards. And uh, which is a credit to Nick. You know, he put, he put the work in. He got his opportunity. He's making the most of it right now. He's going to continue. I think he's going to play in this league for, like, 10, 12 years at least. Make 10, 12 million dollars. Like, he's going to make a lot of money uh, for a long time, Nick Richards, doing what he's doing right now. So I'm, I'm really happy with him. Uh, but it's looking like Wiseman's gonna have to accept that kind of role if he wants to to make it in the in the league with the Warriors because he's gonna have to do that dirty work and I don't know man like it's a, it's it sucks to see because I was so high on him coming into the league but when you see a second round pick get assigned to the G League in his third season uh, what goes through your mind when you see something like that? What is he doing in the summertime? Granted, I know he was hurt, you know he was dealing with some injuries, but he got to get in that gym man and work. You know, kids don't study basketball no more. They don't study the game. Like, look and see where the game is at. The game is not you getting the ball in the post and making moves. That's not the game no more, especially with the team you play for. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not – they're not throwing the ball to you in the post. They're not about to do that. So what you need to do is learn how to run the floor very hard, run the floor fast, get up and down the court. You might be able to get a quick seal. You know what I'm saying? Those guys might be – that might be easier to throw you the ball in that situation rather than you get in the floor of the offense and you trying to post up. You're not about to get this ball in that situation. They're going to throw the ball in the post to Andrew Wiggins before they throw it to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just these young guys don't study the game. Like, go work on your jump shot. You play with a jump shot shooting team. They're going to they gonna allow it. Like, then you got a guy like Moody, like, 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 like Moody, like, not Moody, but, um, Kaminga? Nah, yeah, I just had a brain fart. Are you serious right now? Um, big boy, Ooh, big fella. Um, not Draymond, the other one. Oh, Looney, oh, oh. Looney. Looney. Come on, Looney, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Like, look at Looney. 
Looney mm-hmm. don't do nothing that Steph Curry, none of them, most of them guards, like just looking at them shooting all those three. He don't do none of that. But guess what he do? He rebounds. Yeah. He screens hard. Yeah. He rolls hard to the basket. He know how to make passes off off that off that pick and roll. Like, man, study the game. Study Looney. Look at what he do. Because if you able to do what Looney do, man, you're a seven footer and you athletic. You can jump higher. Like you could be a, a better defender. Like. I don't know. It's just just to see that man is just it's just it's mind boggling to me and disheartening. Like, like what like what are you doing, young fella? Like you can really you can really take over for Looney because Looney has been been there for a while. You know he's older, but it's somebody who can teach you and help you though. Like this is what it's gonna take to play on this team. You gonna have to be able to do dribble handoffs. You gonna have to be able to set good picks. You gonna have to be able to roll hard and finish and be able to make that extra pass to somebody in the corner. Like man, listen, man. Oh, it's it's that. When I saw that, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like that because I thought they had higher hopes for him. But one thing I do know about this league, if you ain't getting it done, that's what happened. Yep, and they, some, they don't care who you are. They'll send you down there. It, there's some crazy stat too. Like the the Warriors starters are like eighty something. They're plus minus is like it's like plus eighty, and their mm-hmm. bench. Is like plus or minus seventy nine. Like it, oh god, it their 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 bench completely negates the starters, uh, and you know they're trying to win a title. They got to figure that out. I'm sure it'll be fine. Again, it's really early. You know, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Yeah, it's really early, but they're gonna make some changes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, <laughs> some, they got to make some changes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think there's a chance that it could involve the Hornets. Like I saw, I saw a, a, a fake trade that makes a lot of sense for both teams, like Kaminga for PJ straight up. Um, you know, mm. PJ would help that team out a lot. I, I'm not yeah. trying to, I'm not trying to send PJ out of town at all. I love PJ Washington. He's, he's, but I don't know if the Hornets are gonna keep him around or not. You know, he's a straight free agent this summer. We'll see how that goes. It's too. I don't get into. I don't. I don't. I regret bringing that up. I don't even want to talk <laughs> about fake trades. It's not even. It's not even 2023 yet. But uh, I think a lot of teams will come circling around the Hornets. Looking for, if the Hornets start, if the Hornets continue to play this way, record-wise, um, mm-hmm. teams will start circling, looking for like your Ubre or Plumley or Pete. Mm-hmm. Like those those talks will will come in like sorry January February for sure. Uh, if things don't change around, but we'll see. Again, Hornets play tonight against the Cavaliers. We'll see what happens. Um, I think we call the podcast here. Uh, appreciate. Everyone out there listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. I've been Sam for Raymond Felton. Appreciate y'all. See you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.